the things you prayed for. Chapter 45 Endgame The soldier reaches for his gun. The command echoes through his skull. There's no reason to object. He feels the faint echoes of... something. Like there is some larger plan he can't quite remember right now. But it must not be important if he can't remember. He's got his target. He's got his Glock. Soldier, John says. Why are you hesitating? His hand is raised. Why is it shaking? Reaper stares at him. There's a slick pool of dark blood around him, and one of his hands pressed against his right side. Why does any of this matter? Soldier, John says, sounding impatient. Shoot him! The reaper's breathing is a ragged gasp. His voice is rough and quiet, hurting. Taco, he says. Please. What is he asking for? The soldier feels a frown growing on his face. The reaper stares at him. His eyes are dark. The soldier can't stop staring. Why is this familiar? Hot sun, hot tack gear, hot metal rifle against his shoulder and against his covered cheek, the target behind an enemy agent scrambling out of an overturned jeep. He has a perfect shot through the meat of the agent's stomach. No reason not to fire. He shoots. The other agent calls out to him. The target drops. The other agent drops as well. He strides over. The other agent stares at him. And something about this makes the soldier feel strange, makes him feel sick, but it's too late now. There's blood sinking into the hot dirt. The soldier turns away. The other agent calls after him. The soldier doesn't understand. The other agent's pained face is crystal clear in his mind. The other agent was crying. It was like the other agent was... Like Kravitz was losing something he loved. Taco blinks twice in rapid succession. It's like lenses refocusing. His mind snaps rubber band-like into place, and everything takes on a new meaning. Crystallizes. There's Kravitz staring down the barrel of his gun. There's John at his side, and the bank of computers that make up his brain at his back. He's exactly where he wants to be. That's the larger plan he remembers. Get captured, grab Kravitz, and right now, John thinks Taco is on his side. Taco forces himself to lower the gun slowly. He breathes shallowly. Kravitz looks like he's in pain. There's so much blood on the floor. Taco starts walking forward. Taco lowers his weapon. This isn't what Kravitz is expecting, and he blinks in confusion. Maybe that's just the blood loss, though. He feels cold. He'd had expected a single shot to the head, a single burst of pain before everything was lights out. But Taco is walking towards him with the soldier's steady, measured stride. There's nothing left of the man that Kravitz kissed a few days ago, he thinks, with a deep, familiar hurt. Taco, 
he says again, because it's the only thing he can say. Soldier, what are you doing? John asks. Taco raises his gun in a shrug, the metal of his arm glinting. The personal touch, Taco says, and it's like his stride. It's the empty, inflectioned voice of the soldier as he walks past the Iron Man suit. He keeps his eyes trained on Kravitz, not even glancing at the suit, at the drones hovering around them ominously. He's slippery. Last time I shot him, he survived. John laughs, a jagged, mechanical reverb. (laughs) How ironic, Reaper. How narratively fulfilling. It's practically full circle. Be my guest, soldier. If Kravitz wasn't bleeding out on a warehouse floor, if Kravitz wasn't watching Taco walk towards him with focused intent and a black gun in hand, one of Kravitz's guns, if Kravitz's whole torso wasn't numb with pain, if he hadn't been ignored by Taco for the last week, then Kravitz would laugh at how fucking melodramatic John has to be, how accurate he is. That's him and Taco, isn't it? It's him and the soldier, always circling each other, always hurting one another, the scar on Kravitz's stomach now destroyed by this new weeping wound. Taco's memories, always in fragments. It's like they can never quite be in the same place at the same time. Kravitz wishes they could have had more time together. That he had told Taco sooner. That they lived different lives. Something kinder, something that wouldn't have led to this moment. Between two blinks, Taco is in front of him, crouching. He's still staring. He seems like he's trying to say something, but the soldier, as John had him, was nearly mute, not like the man Kravitz knew in the Red Room. Taco, Kravitz says again, even weaker now. He can't even muster the strength to put pressure on his wound properly. Everything is going fuzzy at the edges, but Taco's face is crystal clear. Will Taco remember this later? Kravitz hopes he doesn't. It would be a terrible memory. He doesn't want that for Taco. He wants Loop and Barry to come and save them. He wishes our Q was here, ready, with a knocked arrow. He wishes they were back in that moment on the tower roof, before Taco remembered to hate him. But Kravitz can't hate him back. Kravitz could never. Kravitz hopes that Loop comes soon. Kravitz hopes that Taco doesn't remember what he's about to do. Taco, it's okay, he says, almost sighs, quietly so John won't hear. This isn't for John. Taco raises the gun again. Kravitz can see the black hole of the barrel, ready to swallow him up. He closes his eyes. Taco raises his gun again and in quick succession shoots the banks of computers behind the Iron Man suit, swings around to nab the drones flying in the air, and then pops one off on the suit for good measure before grabbing Kravitz and making a shambling run for the rows of shelving as the drones fall from the air, electronics crackling as they hit the ground. Taco does his best to dodge debris, dragging Kravitz to a slightly more sheltered area before shaking his shoulders. 
Jesus Christ, what is wrong with you, Crav? He asks hysterically, not bothering to modulate his voice because the big fuck-off bloodstain that Bones dragged along gives away their position anyway. Hey, dude, hey man, if someone is about to shoot you, maybe pull out your own gun? Maybe try and stop him? Oh, fuck, sorry, Taco says abruptly, realizing he's shaking a man with a gut wound. Taco isn't panicking. No siree, but Kravitz lost so much blood. Kravitz is staring at him, looking kind of dazed. Oh no, it's the blood loss. It's not someone, he says, sounding remarkably clear-headed for the situation. It's you. Hi, Krav, Taco says thickly, and then surges forward to kiss him. It's a terrible kiss. It tastes like blood and their lips are squished together in a weird way, and Kravitz is a little too surprised to really be participating. But Taco is so glad that Kravitz is warm against his lips that it doesn't matter. Taco could have killed him. Taco almost did kill him. He was so close to never getting to do this again. In this moment, all Taco's grievances feel so insignificant. This is what is important. This is everything he could have lost, might still lose if he doesn't work fast. This is all getting filed under things that Taco will think about later. Right now, Kravitz is warm and alive and making little oomph noises, so Taco will have to let go and let Kravitz breathe. Taco pulls away. Kravitz looks a lot more dazed now than before. Oh, he says. You are not mad at me? Taco laughs, and it's not even all hysterical. You're so stupid, he says. You're the dumbest man on earth. I'm so mad at you. I love you. Are you okay? No, dumb question. You're not okay. You got shot. Here, put pressure on it. I know you know what you're supposed to do. I bet there's tape on one of these shelves. It's a fucking warehouse. You love me, Kravitz says, sounding bewildered. I broke out a compliance for you, Taco says, pressing firmly on Kravitz's wound. I got captured for you, and okay, that wasn't one of my best plans, but it worked, so Loop can't yell at me later. Now let's get out of here. There's gotta be another door. I don't want to tangle with the suit. Shit, and I bet more drones are on the way. Kravitz just blinks at him. Taco looks down at him, worried. First priority is getting Kravitz to a hospital. He bends down to scoop Kravitz into a bridal carry. Kravitz lets it happen for a second before pawing at Taco's sleeve. No, Taco, stop, he says. Taco freezes. Am I hurting you? he asks. Kravitz shakes his head. Taco, you've got to go back. Taco doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, have you seen that thing? Yeah, no, fuck John. We're getting out of here now. You're more important. Kravitz shakes his head again. He opens his fist. You've got the best shot anyone's ever going to have. We're at his heart. Sitting on his palm is a little electronic device that Barry made. The worm.
Loop wants to cry or scream or maybe even get kidnapped by John, too, because that's just the way this day is going. Everything that could go wrong has. Kravitz is alone somewhere with a gunshot wound, John's got her brother, and Barry doesn't have his suit anymore. He's doing his best, but it's still on her to keep fighting the robots and drones John left them with, from murdering her mostly unarmed boyfriend alone, and Loop is tired. She chucks her shield at one of the drones circling the car Barry and his one gun are holed up in. He's doing his best to cover her back, but they only have so many bullets. John's playing fucking cat and mouse with them, drawing this out when he could bring the full weight of his drone army down and obliterate them. It's not that Loop doesn't appreciate not being dead, but it's galling to know that John's taking his time because he's got what he's after. He has Taco. Loop catches her shield on the rebound and slams her fist into a robot's face. Her knuckles are bruised and bloody. Even with all her enhancements, she's not sure how long she can keep this up. Barry's there, though, and he's relying on Loop to keep it together and get them through this. Taco is out there somewhere going after Kravitz, and they both need Loop to come and get them. She's Captain fucking America, and she's not giving up. Not while there's still robots to hit, and she's got a big metal frisbee to do that hitting. Taco better break out of John's hold over him. He better save Kravitz. If Loop manages to get herself and Barry out of this and Taco hasn't done his part in this, she's gonna be so mad. Something arcs overhead, aimed at a cluster of drones, and explodes midair, dropping half a dozen of John's horrible little machines out of the sky. Loop brings the edge of her shield up under the chin of the robot she's fighting and shoves it away, taking the moment that buys her to twist around and look up at a fucking beautiful sight of a second helijet coming in hot. RQ is leaning out of the side of it, bow in hand, taking aim at another group of drones. Barry fires a shot at the robot she's fighting, keeping it distracted. He's got a black eye, and his aim's not the best without Jarvis helping him, but it does the job. RQ? he asks as another arrow explodes overhead. RQ? Luke confirms. She's going to have to tell RQ. John took Kravitz. She's going to have to tell her Kravitz got shot. Luke's not looking forward to that discussion. She whacks the robot with the edge of her shield again, aiming for its neck joints. Decapitating them is the quickest way to take them out of commission. They just need a lull in the fighting, a moment to breathe, and reassess the state of the world around them and figure out how the fuck they're going to get Taco and Kravitz back. The helijet circles, RQ raining hell down on the drones and robots. Loop missed having firepower on their side. The comms are still down, but RQ's sharp enough to drop her arrows in a wide circle around where Loop and Barry are holed up, giving Loop the breathing room she needs to rebound and start kicking robot ass again. Her vibranium shield versus John's dead-eyed robots is a match she can win when she doesn't have to worry about being shot in the back at the same time. Once RQ finds out that they've lost Kravitz, her having Loop's back might change some. But for now, they're golden. 
Loop steps away from the car, trusting Barry to be able to watch out for himself, and jumps shield first back into the fray, hitting robots with renewed energy, taking them down as fast and hard as she can. Kravitz doesn't have time for her to waste, and neither does Taco. John has them both, and as much as she wants to hope for the best, this is bad. Real bad. RQ's attacks against the drones are working, and John doesn't bother sending more to take their place. He doesn't bother gloating, which isn't like him at all. When she takes down the last robot, the win is too eerie, too hollow, to feel like a victory at all. John could have killed her and Barry, and he didn't. Why? RQ lands the helijet and leaps from the side of it, long braids pulled into a high ponytail, running over with her bow in hand. Where's Crab? she demands, scanning the scene. Where's the Iron Man suit? John, Loop says. John took Kravitz, took Taco, took over Jarvis and the Iron Man suit. We're fucked. RQ tightens her grip on the bow, taking in the news. She looks at how Loop feels, furious, like she wants to reboot one of the robots so she can punch it until it stops moving again. She's a professional, though. She nods, tight-lipped, and moves on. Are they injured? Do we know where they went? You didn't answer my calls. Are your comms down? John took out our comms, too. Barry confirms, limping towards them. Loop wants to rush to his side, but they don't have time for her to make a fuss now. He's been beaten and bloody, but at least he didn't get shot. John used Taco's drop codes. Kravitz is injured. He got shot, but I don't think it was... He cuts himself off. I'm not going to jinx it. We need to find them fast. Your helijet is still operational? RQ nods. It's shield issue, not tied into Hall Winter Systems. I'm assuming that's important right now. Anything Jarvis touched could be controlled by John. It looks like it cost Barry a lot to admit that. Loop steps towards him, resting a hand on his arm. It's not your fault, babe. I should have caught this, Barry says. I don't know how he- He shakes his head. Doesn't matter. Helijet, now. I can track the suit. I just need a computer John hasn't touched. Call me paranoid, but I know the suits are targets for thieves. I've got a chip in them that isn't connected to the operating system because if I stole a highly advanced robot suit, the first thing I'd do is wipe its memory banks and work on stripping back the programming so it couldn't be... He trails off, looking at Loop and RQ. What I'm saying is, if we're lucky, I can figure out where we need to go to find them. I can get us to where they are. Loop is tired from the fight. John could be anywhere. John could have taken the suit as a decoy and dumped it in the Hudson with Kravitz still inside it. This could be a wild goose chase. Most of all, Loop doesn't want to fight Taco again. She's not sure she'll be able to bring herself to it. They have to try, though. For Taco and Kravitz's sake, they're going to have to keep going. Let's go, she says, heading for the helijet. You work on finding the suit. We'll start by heading south in the direction John took Taco. I've got a feeling that fucker is going to make us fight him in Jersey again. Oh, shit, Taco says, eyes stuck on the drive in Kravitz's hand. Kravitz is right. 
Taku doesn't want him to be, but John's arrogance means he brought Kravitz and Taku straight to his base of operations. Taku looks up at Kravitz, conflicted. Barry said we can do it somewhere else. It doesn't need to be here. We'll get a drone on the way out. It has to be here. It looks like every word he says costs Kravitz. His eyes are unfocused from blood loss or pain. Both, probably. Tucker doesn't have time to sit here and argue with him. Either Kravitz is going to pass out or John's going to find their shoddy hiding place by following the trail of blood. Barry said, closer to the heart, the better. You're an assassin. You know. Taco pulls a face. He's an assassin, yeah. Better to wait for a kill shot than to hit someone's arm and hope they bleed out. John's a computer, though. The transfer can't be one-to-one. Maybe it is. What the fuck does he know about programming? Maybe he just needs to trust that Barry knows what he's talking about. Taco takes the drive from Kravitz. Don't die on me, he says sternly. I'll be back. Kravitz laughs, wincing as he does, eyes closing for a little too long. (laughs) Do my best. Taco gives in to the urge to lean down, pressing a kiss to Kravitz's temple, and then crawls down the aisle well away from him, hoping to give Kravitz a better chance of being ignored by John. His hands are covered in Kravitz's blood, and the drive is heavy in his palm. Taco slips it into one of the pouches on his belt and stands, stepping out from behind the covers of the crates that line the shelves of John's warehouse. Hey, asshole! He calls into the air, deliberately drawing attention to himself. You want me? Come and get me! He breaks off into a run, sprinting slantways to the computer bank, because he might as well try and get a head start before the Iron Man suit lunges for Taco, vicious in a way that Barry isn't. Taco blocks the punch it tries to throw with his left arm, wincing at the sound of metal against metal as he tries to raise the gun in his right hand and fires twice. The suit doesn't even slow down. It raises a hand, palm open, and lets out a blast of laser that Taco only just manages to duck. He's abruptly very glad he's seen Barry fight enough to have some idea of what the suit is capable of. John probably won't set off too many explosions, not this close to his heart and whatever he's keeping in his crates, but now Taco's just a failed experiment. There's no reason for John to hold back anymore. He's going in for the kill. It's so sad, John says, tone almost conversational compared to the way he hits. I wasn't looking forward to putting you down. I'm not an animal, Taco sneers. Good. Keeping his attention on Taco in the fight, away from Kravitz. You're my finest experiment, John says. My greatest failure. Fuck off! Taco snarls and lashes out at the suit with a metal fist, leaving a dent in its chest as he angles himself closer to John's main terminal. He can't be obvious about what he's doing. John knows about the worm. Taco's sure he could take the suit. Could outsmart it because no AI is ever going to beat him at his own game. But it would take time. 
time Kravitz doesn't have, time the world doesn't have, because who the fuck knows what John is doing out there to Loop and Barry and to everyone else? Taco needs this to be fast. He lets the next punch land, wincing and stumbling back as the suit gets him in the stomach, bringing his arm up to block a shower of tiny missiles. They hurt. Tiny explosions of pain that make his arm whine as the plates reshuffle, trying to compensate for the damage. Fastest way to end this fight is to make John think he's winning. Taco fires another round at the suit, aiming for its eyes. He's gotta throw the fight, but that doesn't mean he has to make it easy for John. Taco's not gonna roll over and play dead. It wouldn't be believable. When the suit throws another punch, he takes the fist to his jaw, though. The hit leaves him dazed, means he doesn't even have to pretend he doesn't see the kick to his knee. Taco falters, almost going down, but manages to catch himself by grabbing hold of the suit's arm, yanking it down hard as he pulls himself up. He uses the suit's momentum to hop back a few paces, getting closer to John and bringing up his gun to fire the rest of his bullets at the suit. You know it's useless, John says. You are incapable of going against me as I am now. I am ascendant. The suit rides itself and lifts off the ground, turning in the air, utterly focused on Taco and his empty gun. It barrels towards him, tackling him and driving him back into John's computer banks hard enough to knock the wind out of Taco's lungs and make his ribs scream in protest. Taco shoves the suit back with his metal arm, then kicks at it, trying to force it away so he can fumble the drive from his pouch with his flesh hand. Taco is breathing heavily, in pain. His metal arm isn't responding as fast as normal. He pushes through it. He's got to keep John focused on his face. You know what I don't get? Why the hell you're so obsessed with me? Taco says, trying to keep his voice light, taunting, even though his chest is kind of dying a little. Fucking seventy years and all. He takes a breath. All of this for recapturing me? For ruining your weird little robot drills? John, you motherfucker! My sister already defeated your last plan. This? This is just your sad little second act. John's speakers let out a metallic grinding noise. Great, Taco's getting to him. The snap on the pouch is too small, tricky to undo one-handed, while he's focused on losing the fight without losing the fight. I think you're the one with brain damage, John, Taco says, almost sing-song. Taco knows the way this man, who was always a monster, thinks. I think you're losing your touch. I don't think you have a plan at all. I think you can't stand that you can't control me, and you think killing me is going to fix that for you. Dipshit, but I've already won! The suit holds out a hand again, palm first, and Taco raises his arm to block the beam of light that fires out of the Iron Man's blasters. It's not as good at blocking glazers as it is bullets. Taco hisses with pain as the arm heats up, and the parts of his chest, unprotected by his arm, take the full force of the blast. Does this feel like a front? John Screech says at him. 
Taco fakes a laugh. It hurts his chest. <laughs> I don't know. It seems pretty personal to Taco, but maybe it's not, Taco says, finally getting into the pouch. He fumbles the drive out of it. Barry's stupid little wireless device better work, or he's going to have some words for him. Maybe this is just a distraction from your real plan. You're just trying to keep the Avengers busy, Taco says. That wouldn't be bad strats. Did I get it right? Keep us talking, keep us preoccupied, some real four-dimensional chest, right? You're not even worthy of being called a distraction. Cool, so I guessed it right. Taco's back is pressed up against John's computer banks. His heart, Kravitz called it. Taco's not sure John has one of those anymore. He's not sure he ever did. John would probably call it his brain. Taco's always been real good at making headshots. Hey, John. Checkmate. He slaps the device on the computer terminal behind him and pushes himself up, slamming his fist into the suit's faceplate. John lets out an inhuman screech of computerized fury. Every crate in the warehouse bursts open in a shower of wood and cardboard that sparks a spike of concern for Kravitz hidden among the debris. Taco's heart is in his throat as an army of drones rises from the shelves, lights flickering on as they take to the air, guns swiveling to point at Taco at the front of the room, narrowing in on the cause of John's distress. What did you do? What did you do? The show of firepower is enough to leave Taco open. He forgets about the suit, forgets to watch it, and it grabs his metal arm with both hands, yanking hard. I'm a soldier. I can unbreak you. You are nothing without me. Taco screams in pain as the Iron Man suit wrenches at his arm. The vibranium plates in his arm might not give, but his very human body can only take so much. He hits the suit, trying to knock it away, but the suit doesn't feel pain. It claws at Taco's arm even as it shields him from the rounds of bullets being fired by the drones, taking hit after hit as it digs his fingers into the plates in his arm to get inside, to tear at wires and servos that are attached directly to Taco's nervous system, pulling it apart from the inside out, ripping piece after piece of Taco's arm off. The pain is unbearable. It is unbelievably, indescribably intense. Worse than the chair, worse than being shot in his leg, worse than the sudden, vivid memory of losing his arm in the first place is almost as bad as when John attached the arm in some cold bunker in Soviet Russia. Taco is blinded by waves of agony, shooting up from his arm, unable to even try to bat the suit away. He's going to die here, gonna die in fucking Jersey, while Kravitz bleeds out 20 feet away, not even able to kiss him goodbye to tell Kravitz he knew they should have run, should have just said fuck it and let the world burn for a bit while they were selfish, should have just... 
The Iron Man suit slumps over, hands still in Taco's useless arm, and the drones drop out of the air like flies. The computer terminal Taco's sprawled over lets out one last, high-pitched whine, then stops. The one monitor that hadn't already been shot out, going dark. Taco's left alone in the warehouse. The only noise he hears is the sound of his pained, panting breaths and rapidly pounding cart. Jesus, Taco says to no one, with feeling. He heaves the suit off with his good meat arm, the other dangling by only a few thin metal cords, which, boy, that's not great. He still feels the phantom electricity where it should be, feels shooting sparks of agony ricocheting through his brain. Not important right now. He rises, wincing to his feet, limping back over to the stacks. Crav? he calls. Hey, Bones! There's no response. Taco doesn't love that. Taco breaks into a run, going back to where he left Kravitz, where Kravitz is still slumped over. He kneels next to him, pats at his face, frantically, feels for a pulse. It's sluggish, but it's there, and the feel of it under Taco's fingers is the best thing he's ever touched. Hey, hey, Grav, just can't sleep now, baby. Get up, please, bones. Gravitz blinks, his eyes unfocused and then refocusing. Taco, he says, blinking a few more times and struggling like he wants to prop himself up. Taco doesn't let him. Hi. Taco says, infinitely relieved, and bends down to kiss him. His mouth tastes like blood, but the kiss is warm, and Kravitz makes a pleased sound against Taco's lips, and and in that moment it's the best kiss Taco's ever had. Taco breaks away. He looks at Kravitz and feels like his heart is going to explode. With love, and also stress. I'm gonna... I'm gonna figure out how to make the combs work, okay? I'm gonna get help. You need to hang the fuck in there, okay? You're not allowed to die. Okay, Kravitz says, a weak smile on his face, looking like he's barely clinging to consciousness. He moves his hand so he can hold Taco's, and Taco squeezes it gently before letting go, pulling Kravitz into his lap. He's only got the one hand to work with now and no idea how to fix the comms, but Taco's not letting Kravitz go, and he's not letting him die, either. Somehow, they're getting out of this. There's smoke streaming from the windows of the warehouse when they arrive. That doesn't stop Loop from running in as soon as the Quinjet gets close enough to the ground for her to jump. Taco? Kravitz! She yells as she rushes in, not caring about what else might hear her. Loop? She hears Taco's voice echoing from the stacks. It sounds hoarse, but it's the best thing she's heard all day. He sounds like Taco. Loop runs faster, turning the corner to find Taco and Kravitz slumped against one of the shelves, Taco fumbling with a cracked comms earpiece that presumably belongs to Kravitz, Kravitz is lying prone across Taco's lap. How'd you find us? Taco asks dumbly. Track her in the suit, Loop says, dropping to her knees beside him. We tried to tell you, but you wouldn't listen. 
It wasn't part of Jarvis. It was just an extra chip. Is Kravitz... She doesn't want to finish the sentence, her hands hovering uselessly beside Kravitz's body. She can hear footsteps behind her, Barry and RQ catching up. Taco shakes his head and a knot in Loop's chest eases. He's unconscious, but he's not dead. Now that you're here, help me lift him. Why do you need... Loop says and trails off because now the shock and joy of seeing Taco okay, alive, himself, is wearing off. She notices the jagged silver shards that jut out of his shoulder, the loose wires and cracked metal where his arm should be. If it's a shock for her, she can only imagine what it must be like for Taco, the pain. She remembers watching Barry try to examine Taco's arm back in the tower, what feels like years ago the way Taco had flinched away from him. It was a prosthetic, but it was a prosthetic that was hardwired into his nervous system and bolted to his bones. Loop can't imagine the agony of having it ripped to pieces. Oh, your arm! Taco shrugs, lopsided and tired. Guess Barry gets to make me a new one. He grins, and it almost looks like he's trying not to front. It'd be more convincing if he didn't immediately glance at Kravitz after, brow furrowed before looking back at Loop. But John's dead, and I ass-blasted his mind to fucking oblivion, so you know what? I won! Loop is surprised into laughter, even as she's left reeling. John's- Loop! Her question is cut off by Barry, calling out from the entrance of the warehouse. We're here, Loop calls back, because right, time for questions later. Priorities. Kravitz and Taco are both covered in blood, and if John is really dead dead, then they have all the time in the world to talk details. They need to get Kravitz help. Fast. Krav's alive! He's hurt, but alive! I've got him! She bends down to lift Kravitz, who is worryingly still. Taco doesn't let go of Kravitz's hand as he gets up, even though it has to be awkward, standing up with his missing arm. Loop will remember this, the open concern on her brother's face, the smell of smoke and burning electronics in the warehouse, Kravitz's weight in her arms because she's enhanced, but he's still a fully grown man. I'll start getting the jet back up, RQ calls back. Barry, call the hospital and tell them we're coming. Loop can hear the fear in her voice. Kravitz is her family. Loop's too. He's family and he's such an idiot. He'd better not fucking die on them. Loop hurries into a brisk walk, trying not to jostle Kravitz. The nearest hospital is minutes away by Quinjet. He's enhanced. He'll be fine. She tries to squish the worry in her heart. Taco still hasn't let go of Kravitz's hand. Taco took on John and... One, somehow. He broke through his conditioning. He saved Kravitz. Loop glances at him, at his worried expression, his ruined mess of an arm. She's proud of him, but that's not the kind of thing she can say to him right now. Kravitz has lost a lot of blood. They don't know anything for certain. Loop needs to say something or she'll explode with everything churning inside her. Good job killing John she says, as they walk out into the sunlight.
Well, you know, I'm Captain America, Taco says, not looking away from Kravitz's face. Killing Nazis is kinda my thing. It would be really cool, Taco announces to the private waiting room alongside where Kravitz was taken for surgery. A muted television bolted to the wall is playing news footage of the wreckage outside the Lincoln Tunnel. There are strategic boxes of Kleenexes in the room that Taco doesn't trust for a minute. If someone would come out and tell us that Kravitz is gonna be totally fine and okay and not dead at all, I would really love that right about now. I think I deserve that after everything today. Taco is tired. Taco is very worried. Taco feels pretty gross now that the adrenaline has worn off and he's waiting for Kravitz to get out of surgery. RQ landed the helijet on the roof of the hospital and a whole team met them, ready to take Kravitz right away. Taco should probably be grateful they were able to help him so fast that they're working hard to save Kravitz's life. But he doesn't love hospitals. There are too many people in lab coats and scrubs and weird instruments getting wheeled around and IVs, and he knows intellectually that this is all for fixing people, but, well, he's allowed to be on edge, he decides. Taco just killed the hunger's neural network and also the bastard who tortured him for years, the bastard responsible for him being kept prisoner for years. Taco just saved New York. He just saved the world. Taco really wants a shower, and also for Kravitz to be okay and not in surgery. Loop gives him a pat. He puts his head on her shoulder. Across from him, RQ is sitting cross-legged on an ugly teal couch made out of sticky faux leather, staring worriedly at her phone. She glances up and smiles wryly, but the smile is tense around the edges. Istis says that Krav is going to be fine. Does that help? No, Taco says, squishing his head further into Loop's shoulder. She smells like sweat and smoke and dirty tack gear. None of them have had time for a shower yet, because Kravitz is in surgery. He's tough, Barry says. He's going to be fine. Taco glares at Barry, then feels kind of bad for glaring because Barry looks really beat up. Barry should probably also be getting medical attention. You're not that sort of doctor. Is that any way to talk to the guy who's going to build your new arm? Barry says mildly. Taco sticks his tongue out at him. Taco, what happened? He holds up a tablet from the helicarrier. I'm trying to work out how John got into Jarvis's servers, what he was doing, but it's a kind of a mess. The worm is doing its job, but it's not the easiest to separate it from the bits of John's programming right now, and Jarvis is going to be out of commission until I make sure his backups are clean, so... Barry trails off. Is now not a good time for this? It's definitely not a good time. Kravitz could be dying and nobody's saying a thing. Taco's tired and sore and his concern for Kravitz is gnawing at him in a way that makes it hard to think about anything else. 
but they could all use a chance to focus on something else right now. I don't know how he did it, he admits. That's your job, not mine. But he was... In the tower, he talked about having eyes and ears everywhere, even without Project Insight. He took over Gerald, too. I don't know why. To be a dick, I guess? Oh, shit. It feels like days since he left the tower, not hours. I flipped to Gerald to stop him trying to trip me. I think I broke him. Can you fix him? Fuck, Barry says, going paler than usual beneath the grime on his face. He looks down at his tablet, tapping furiously on the screen. Fuck! Loop shifts beside Taco, nearly dislodging him. Babe? Gary's the vacuum, right? RQ asks, glancing from Taco and Loop to Barry. Why are we upset about the vacuum? He's Garol, says Taco. Not because he's Garol. Barry looks up at them, devastated. Not just because he's Gerald, just... This is my fault. When I upgraded Gerald, I wired him into Jarvis, but I didn't update the security on Gerald's firmware before I did that, and if he had a default password, then John could have just connected to Gerald and gotten the password for the tower's internal network from him, and that... Fuck! Are you saying... RQ says after a moment's pause... That the Hunger's AI got into Jarvis through your vacuum? It's not even... It's basic hacking, Barry says, putting the tablet down, pushing up his glasses so he can rub at his eyes. All he'd have to do is make a rogue access point with the same name as ours and send deauthentication packets to Geralt and force Geralt to connect to his network instead. Then, since he has the default password for the vacuum, he'd just have to ask Geralt what password he had stored for the tower's network and he'd be in. From there, he just spread like a virus. Paco doesn't understand most of what Barry's saying, but it tracks with John's bragging. John said we were doing his work for him. And we were. The surveillance thing, this is why he attacked the nanny cam company. It probably didn't hurt that they had military connections, but they weren't taking anything off the servers when Kravitz and I interrupted them. They were uploading John's virus. Barry picks his tablet up again. We need to get commercial manufacturers to start pushing firmware updates. I'm going to have to spread this worm further than I thought to make sure we got all of him. I got him, Taco says firmly. He's gone. He was acting erratic, disorganized. He liked to pretend he was some great logic machine, but he was just a sad old computer with a grudge. The attacks were a distraction, I think, from the computer stuff, but he was... Taco can still hear John's electric scream of rage as a worm took hold, can feel the echoes of pain of having his metal arm torn apart. Trust me, he wouldn't have slunk off into the shadows to lick his wounds. He's gone. Gone. The word sounds final coming out of his mouth. Taco's not sure he trusts it yet. Not that it matters. He's not going to be able to relax until he can talk to Kravitz again. Loop pats his knee. Definitely gone, she agrees. 
It's gonna be okay, T. It'd better be. There's a sound in the hallway, beside the waiting room. Taco sits up straight, instincts screaming at him that this is something wrong. He can't even think about- No, Kravitz is gonna be fine. He gets up, ignoring Gloop calling out to him, and leaves the waiting room for the hallway. Heading in the direction, they took Kravitz. There's a flash of light from behind the double doors at the end of the hall, one that doesn't look like it's coming from medical equipment. Taco freezes for a moment, alarmed, then rushes down the hall. Taco? Judging from the footsteps behind him, everyone is following him. Not just Loop, but Taco doesn't care. There's muffled yelling, some clanging behind the doors, and okay, fuck hospital protocol. Taco wrenches one of the sealed doors open and then freezes. Merle turns from where he's getting yelled at by two doctors. He's wearing a Hawaiian shirt and waves cheerfully to Taco and company. Hey guys, he says. Got your call, but overshot the portal in the time zones. My bad. Turned out okay though, right? Kravitz is in surgery, Taco says with all the outrage he can muster. Merle waves his hand. Nah, they're all finished up in there. We were just having a professional disagreement. Dr. Highchurch, you were banned from the hospital, one of the people in scrubs and masks says, gesturing. For precisely reasons like this, you can't just try to walk in on a surgery and start doing ma- Is Kravitz going to be all right? Taco cuts in. Both Merle and the surgeon turn to him. The surgeon nods. He's going to be fine, she says reassuringly. He's going to have a crazy scar, Merle says, less reassuringly. I don't love your enthusiasm, RQ says. Merle shrugs. Scars mean that you're still alive. Doc's right. He's going to be fine. I'm reporting you to the board again, the surgeon says. That's fair, Merle says with perfect equanimity. Can can we go see him? Taco asks, because everyone keeps getting distracted from what's important. The surgeon shakes her head. We're going to move him to a room in the ICU. You can see him once we've cleaned him up and get him settled. He won't be awake for a while yet. Oh, Taco says. Luke gives him a pat on the head, which feels patronizing as fuck right now. Taco scowls at her. Cheer up, she says, as if she hadn't been sitting here on the floor worried about Kravitz right next to him. We saved the world, John's dead, Kravitz is gonna be okay, and you can go sit next to your boyfriend and worry in like half an hour if the nice doctor is right. I saved the world, Taco says, very much ignoring the fact that Loop called Kravitz his boyfriend. Loop flicks his temple. Taco lets out a squawk, very laughs, and then starts coughing, which is kind of concerning, considering. Oh, boyfriend, RQ says, suddenly looking very interested in this conversation. Taco feels his face heating up. Yeah, boyfriend, he says. What's it to you? RQ laughs. Taco scowls at her, too. What? She waves his question away. Nothing. Just happy for Kravitz. She pauses, leaning forward. If you ever hurt him again, 
You are facing the business end of my bow. Taco blinks. Is this the shovel talk? Am I getting shovel talked right now? I literally just saved Kravitz from a Nazi computer. I don't deserve a shovel talk. RQ raises an eyebrow at him. You also shot him. That was decades ago! Taco puts his remaining hand over his heart dramatically. I apologized, and anyway, I have brain damage, and I saved the world? You're gonna have to cut me some slack for that. It's the rules. RQ laughs at him, which she's terrible. Taco doesn't know what Kravitz sees in her. <gasps> oh, hey, I get to give Kravitz a shovel talk. Loop says, sounding very excited about the idea. That's what he gets for keeping secrets. Yeah, he's dumb sometimes, RQ agrees, but he means well. Taco nods, but doesn't say anything. Talking about Kravitz is making Taco miss him, which is dumb because technically it's only been a few hours. But he wants to see Kravitz when they're not in the middle of a firefight, and also when Kravitz isn't in the middle of dying in his arms. Taco sighs, laying his head on Loop's shoulder again. John's dead. Taco's mind is his own. Now all there's left to do is make sure that Kravitz is okay. It's not the first time that Loops sat around in a hospital room waiting for a teammate to wake up. People get hurt, and the Avengers are only human underneath everything, except for Magnus, who could probably take a nuclear blast to the face and walk it off, as guardians. The room is pretty cramped, with everyone sitting around, although fortunately, now everyone is less battle-gross. Smells a lot less like sweat. Between waiting for Kravitz to come out of surgery and waiting for him to wake up, somehow Istis had arrived and kissed RQ and then told everyone to go get checked out and get cleaned up. I'll sit with Kravitz. He won't be awake for a few hours. Taco hadn't wanted to leave, but Loop had dragged him along. You literally got your arm blown off, she says. I saved the world, Taco says. That's my boyfriend. I wouldn't tell you to leave if it was Barry in there. That gave Loop pause, even as she keeps dragging him along. She might have teased Taco about Kravitz being his boyfriend now, but there's a difference between teasing and this. Taco comparing him and Kravitz to her and Barry. It's like that, then? Taco squirms. Kinda, yeah, I dunno. He almost died, you know? You get a pass if you almost die. Loop has a lot of thoughts about this now sitting in one of the uncomfortable hospital chairs in Kravitz's room. Talco, now with all his scrapes bandaged up and changed out of his, her, tack gear into sweats and a big sweater, has scooched his chair all the way over to Kravitz's bed so he can watch him sleep in close proximity, which is creepy, but also a move that Kravitz would probably pull. How come he's not waking up? Talco asks. You're sure he's fine? He's fine, Merle says, sitting in the corner furthest from the door, where the hospital staff are less likely to see him. They just have him on the good drugs. 
How come I never get the good drugs? Loop asks, just to lighten the mood. The serum metabolizes painkillers too quickly to really be effective. She's glad whatever Kravitz got in the red room lets him be knocked out. I could probably make you super painkillers, Barry says. Taco glances over at him. Could you make a super alcohol? Barry shrugs. Maybe, probably, yeah, but... He cuts off because there's a rustle of fabric from Kravitz's bed. Loop whips her head around to watch as he shifts, waking slowly and blinking as he takes in the room, focusing in on Taco and ignoring the rest of them. He smiles. You're wearing my sweater, Kravitz mumbles, pupils blown wide open as he looks at Taco. Taco blushes, which Loop is going to give him immeasurable amounts of shit about later. Istis gave it to me, he says. Didn't know it was yours. My bad, Bones. You can keep it, Kravitz says. Oh my god, you guys are gonna be so gross, huh? Loop says before they can get even mushier. Both Taco and Kravitz look at her, and Loop has to stop herself from laughing. Taco looks so embarrassed, and Kravitz looks so high. You're... Kravitz says, and frowns like he's trying to think of a word. Gross. Loop can't help herself. She laughs so hard she doubles over. Kravitz wakes up because someone is in his room. He doesn't consciously recognize how he knows this. There's no sound, no scrape of footsteps, but he jolts awake because someone is there. The beep of the heart rate monitor begins to speed up. He tries to lift his hand, reflex making him grab the knife that would usually be under his pillow. A cool hand covers his, stopping Kravitz from moving. Kravitz tenses. Hey, it's just me. Didn't mean to wake you, Taco whispers, sounding apologetic. Kravitz relaxes, turns his head from looking at the hospital ceiling to the side. Taco is standing next to his bed. Kravitz has fuzzy memories of talking with him earlier, when it was light out, but now it's dark in the room. Taco silhouetted against the faint light creeping in from the doorway. Hi, Kravitz says, because Taco isn't saying anything else. Did you sneak in? Of course I snuck in, Taco says. I'm the best at sneaking in. I know, Kravitz says. I didn't mean, yeah, Taco says. I know. Kravitz watches as Taco looks down at their hands, rubbing Kravitz's knuckles absently with his fingers. Taco bites his lip. Taco, Kravitz thinks, looks very cute when he bites his lip. I just wanted to check on you, Taco says. How are you feeling? Like I got shot, Kravitz says, which startles a laugh out of Taco. Kravitz smiles. You're terrible, Taco says, but his tone is fond. I snuck into the hospital, and this is how you repay me? I even stole you jello. It's been a while since Kravitz last had a gut wound to deal with, 
but he still remembers the recovery process. I don't know if I can eat Jello. I stole myself Jello, Taco amends. I brought you a blanket from the tower? The pink one? Is that anything? Oh, Kravitz says. That's from my apartment. Yeah, uh, I thought you might like it. Taco tugs his hand a little. If you let me go, I'll bring it over. I've only got one hand now. Kravitz looks at where Taco is gesturing. A backpack Taco must have shrugged off onto the chair over by the window. He looks back at Taco, at their hands, and back up at Taco. No, he says, still smiling. Taco snuck into the tower to bring him the blanket Istis knit for him. Beneath the lingering, drug-induced haze, he feels warm inside. I think you should stay here. Taco rolls his eyes. I'll be back in a sec. He wriggles out of Kravitz's grasp and walks over to pull the blanket out of the backpack before dragging the chair over to Kravitz's bed, taking care to do it all quietly. Kravitz doesn't say anything about the sneaking. If someone found Taco in his room, they'd probably make him leave. Taco spreads the blanket out, floating it lightly over Kravitz. Hey, uh, Taco says, carefully not looking at Kravitz as he smooths the blanket out and sits down. So, we should probably talk. So Taco's just gonna put his cards on the table now that we're not in the middle of a firefight. And it's cool if you don't want to keep talking about it now or respond or whatever, because you just got shot and you're on drugs, so, you know, fair. But, uh, oh, okay. Uh, so, I love you. And I'm in it for the long haul, if you want to be in it for the long haul with me. And I was mad at you because you didn't tell me about stuff sooner because, like, what? Taco doesn't matter enough to be told shit about? Uncool, Bones. But I hadn't remembered how stupid you were, and, and now I remember that you really like to drink your idiot juice and whatever. You're buying the ice cream to make up for it, if you want to go on more ice cream dates. So, um, yeah. That's Taco. Kravitz blinks. Taco is still carefully not looking at him. He leans forward a bit, ow, and puts his hand on Taco's arm. I'll buy you all the ice cream you want, Taco, Kravitz says. It feels vital that he gets this right. Then he explains himself the best he can. I love you too. I didn't want to make you feel like you had to be with me. I didn't know how to explain things. I'm sorry I made you feel like you weren't important. I just... I didn't know how to tell you. I don't... know... how to... do... this. Taco finally looks at him. God, you're so stupid, he says. Should have just said... Hey, Taco, I'm your hot Russian spy boyfriend from the Cold War. Do you want to get nasty? Jaboy would have gotten the picture. Kravitz stares at Taco, fighting back a smile. Hey, Taco, he says. I'm your hot Russian spy boyfriend from the Cold War. Do you want to get nasty? Taco starts laughing, burying his face in Kravitz's blanket to muffle the sound. 
Gravit smiles, lifting his hand so he can run his fingers through Taco's hair. Taco loves him. He's allowed to do this now. You're so dumb, Taco says muffled. I'll get so nasty with you. Just wait until the stitches are out. I'm looking forward to it, Kravitz says softly. Taco turns his head slightly so his face is visible. He's still smiling. He blinks, a long blink that makes it clear he's about to fall asleep. Kravitz feels overwhelmingly fond of Taco in this moment. There's something terribly endearing about how pretty and soft he looks now, when a few hours ago he was taking down supervillains. Tired? he asks. Taco makes a face. Yes, just a little, he says, yawning. But I put my head down and... He yawns again. You could come lay down. Kravitz suggests. Taco shakes his head a little against the blanket. No, you have a bullet wound. Taco's good. He yawns, closing his eyes. Out here, next time. Kravitz gives his hair another scritch. Taco makes a sleepy sound against Kravitz's thigh, and Kravitz's heart stutters in his chest. Next time. There'll be other nights for them, once Kravitz is out of the hospital. They'll have the whole wealth of the future ahead of them now, the rest of their lives. For the first time in its life, it's easy for Kravitz to imagine what that will look like. Taco told him he loved him. Taco wants to continue being with him. Taco is here, and Kravitz is here, and everything about this moment still feels so impossible for Kravitz. The idea that he could sit quietly with Taco and everything will be okay. He'd get shot a thousand times for this, no question. Maybe he won't tell Taco that, though. But Kravitz can't keep himself from smiling, looking down at the top of Taco's head. They'll go home, and Kravitz will buy Taco ice cream, and Taco will smile, and it will be Taco smiling, and Taco will be so much happier than the soldier ever was, and Kravitz will be happy too. Kravitz's heart feels like it's going to burst. He whispers, Taco? But Taco doesn't respond. His eyes, soft, sleep closed to crescents. He looks sweet like this. Kravitz thinks hopelessly, still caught up in thinking about the future. Taco will sleep in his bed. He'll colonize Kravitz's kitchen when he's not colonizing loops. Very well, Kravitz assumes. Make Taco a new arm. And Kravitz will bring Taco down to D.C. to properly introduce him to Istis and R.Q. Taco will see the photos of Kravitz in terrible sweaters and Kravitz will knit Taco a terrible sweater of his own, and will smile when he sees Taco wear it. He puts his hand on Taco's hand. It's warm. Good night, love, he whispers, closing his eyes. The future will be there in the morning. Kravitz can't 
wait. The end. There are going to be a couple of post-credit scenes after this one, but holy fuck! I hope you enjoyed this long ride. It's been about two years in the making for me, too, to record this whole thing, and give all my love to Marywell and Anonymous Alchemist, and just such a great story that they have written, and I'm so glad I started recording this way back when, uh, like, and, ugh, God, it's so good. Guys, guys, it's so good. I love this story. I love how soft they are. It's so good. Ah! Oh, man. Okay. Uh, well, you can look forward to a couple more installments um, after this one, but thank you so much for listening, and take care of yourselves.